good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time is recording. Now, this is a particularly special episode. This is going to be a continuation of episode 99, part one. Uh, this will be labeled as episode 99, part two. Uh, if you are a little bit confused, I will put it inside the description below. Uh, basically, you know, help you guys understand for some of you that may be lost because we are going, I'm ready to announce that we are going to have our hundredth episode. It's going to be coming in soon, next week to be exact. Uh, it's going to be next week, and we're going to finally launch it on YouTube. Uh, we're going to finally be on YouTube. Uh, I realized that a lot of people, uh, oddly enough, I hadn't uploaded to YouTube yet. Uh, I've really been uploading it to all the major streaming platforms, and YouTube might be the only one we haven't gone to. So for the people that have been wanting to tune into us but didn't want to download the apps or weren't able to, don't worry. We will be on YouTube now. So be on the lookout for that next week. If you haven't, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel right now to get notifications, posts, and please subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, we definitely appreciate any kind of support, uh, any type of criticism you guys critique, you guys may have about the show. We want to hear it all, good and bad. Uh, we just want to keep moving forward and just be the best versions of ourselves. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And with that being said, let's jump into this episode. Johnny, how you doing, man? Hello, world. Just Johnny tapping in, baby. The analyst, not the advocate. See, we, we're on the 1v1 today, see? 1v1 today. It's supposed to be uh, a couple of two other guys, but uh, unfortunately, they won't be able to be here, but they won't be on the 100th episode, so Triple shout out to digits. Kyrie Lodge. Let's get it. Shout out to Kyrie Lodge, man. Uh, love them boys, man. So, definitely wanted to, so back to what I said originally. This is part two of episode 99, and if you guys aren't aware or haven't caught up, if you haven't been able to click on the episode, episode 99, we talked about, we gave our Sweet 16 Elite 8 predictions. Oh, see, that was 98. So we actually gave our Final Four and Championship predictions in episode 99, all four of them. I believe I have, I had UConn, right? Lodge had Miami. Johnny, who did you have? Uh, well, see, me and you both took UConn, bro. We both took UConn. Right. Um, I had, I had, um, I actually, I do gotta admit, as I've to our to our um, loyal listeners, as y'all all know, we are analysts at heart, but sometimes we do get it wrong, and I have gotten it wrong before. And see, I'm not gonna lie, I had remember I had San Diego State losing on in the mm. final four on the way to the national championship. They upset and continued their hot streak, and they beat I think it was Atlantic. Um, I forgot the team it was that they that they took care of, but uh, uh yeah, right. uh, I forgot I, I had them right here. But um, they played Florida, Florida Atlantic, Florida, Florida Atlantic. Atlantic. That's who it was. Yep. yep. So I had I had them losing that game. So right. they they wound up winning that. I think it was a buzzer beater. Wow. But they continued their Cinderella season on. They they proved me wrong. They made it to the national championship. Um, they beat another also another number one seed on their way up there too. Because we had yeah. did make predictions, so I got I got some San Diego State wrong, but I was right with UConn. Got you. Now I think I was right about I think I was pretty much right in all my predictions. Now I don't want to toot my own horn, call myself a little fortune teller. Uh, toot, like toot. I said, my lawyer here, uh, you know. So, but just want to say, yeah, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm pretty sure I had San Diego winning. I'm pretty sure I had. Who did UConn play in the Final Four? Why am I forgetting? UConn played a. Uh, uh, why am I forgetting? Um, I'm about to say who they beat. Cause uh, UConn dominated so yeah, well. Yeah, the Aztecs, the Aztecs. Oh, right. Yeah, no, they, no, they beat the Aztecs in Houston, they, but to win, who they beat to, to face the uh, Aztecs? Cause they, 
the most crucial information, and we're actually stumbling upon it. It's because they dominated. They really they won every they, well, they, well, they won every they won every tournament game by twenty plus. So points. they beat Miami. They beat in Miami. Of That's course. what we was Miami, about this. and we just said it was. So they played Miami seventy six. Excuse me, seventy two to fifty nine. Pretty mm. much was just straight dominance. Uh, listen to me, man. UConn, I said it before, Johnny, is one of those schools. I listen. You got to put UConn in the premier blue blood schools now. They got six rings. I think they got. They, aren't they like right now in the top uh, what ten in terms of like schools overall in terms of titles? Well, yeah. this will be their fifth title. Um, Not this. The prestige, the prestige, the, yes, sir. The the, uh, the prestige uh, speaks for itself. Um, yeah, this will be their fifth. This will be their fifth national title. But uh, the thing is, I got. I'm. I'm. We're we're back caught up now, y'all. We're back caught up. We got it. It was U <laughs> UConn beating uh, Miami 59-72, and um, that was the and uh, uh, San Diego State barely scraped by Florida Atlantic um, by a buzzer beater. But uh, real quick, I do want to hit since we're on UConn right now. I yeah. do want to hit that real quick. This is their fifth title, see? Awesome. And so, once again, another game that they went by double digits. They've been dominating this tournament, yet and still, we had, we did, I didn't even have them barely even making the tournament to even begin with. UConn was a sleeper, and I think we slept more on their pedigree. Um, and first of all, let's, let's understand their scouting has never been wrong over the mm. past, over the, over their past decade plus. When has UConn ever gotten it wrong if they haven't had a guard they've had a forward and tristan newton tristan newton of uconn 19 and 10 adama sanogo of who was the finals four's most outstanding player of the year 17 and 10 as far as rebounds uh that just added into the into their dominant nature of them just just basically beating down san diego state inside out but at the end of the day it didn't help san diego state just couldn't shoot the ball well but I will say, since we're on UConn right now, like, I think we slept on their pedigree. I think we mm. slept on – I, for one, slept on Tristan Newton. I knew about the uh, Adama Sanogo. I right, right. About him. He was a walking double-double. But Tristan Newton, he caught yeah. me by surprise. He, he, he had a heck of a game. I mean, listen, and then, you know, I just got a, I got a report actually four hours ago that, you know, Jordan Harkins was declaring for the draft. But uh, a well, couple of guys – a couple, yeah, I, I'm sure his stock rose up more. A lot of those guys' stock rose up to the point where, you know, if they do well enough in the combine, you know, do enough enough, they get a chance to get, you know, private workouts or just workouts in general. Uh, they could just impress in those work hard. You know, they I see I can see a couple of them, you know, get drafted in the second round. Well, oh, yeah, I got shoot late first if anything. Late I, first I, I round, definitely yeah. agree with it. I would definitely agree with it. Um, I will say, like, if all right, so now I I do want to talk about the beginning part of the game as far as yes. breakdowns, man. Let's I didn't think it. it would go like this towards the end because if you watch the game, um, uh, San Diego State had a kind of a hot start. Um, they didn't start off shooting bad. They it was actually like a six-two lead early in the first in, in the first half, and uh, they had like as they they the San, they knocked they knocked down back-to-back threes, and I was like, oh, here we go. Um, they led the Huskies for the first five minutes of the game. Connecticut couldn't shoot, but they finally caught up with back-to-back field goals. But you, once again, Tristan Newton and Odama Sanogo, they, they worked the, they worked the ball inside. They worked the ball sure in the wing, and they, and, they, and they had good success from it. And uh, the game was tied at 10 um, early on. So it gave you kind of vibes that this San Diego State might be able to compete with them a little bit. Listen. Uh, the the game to me was 
I knew it was going to be a slugfest. That's what I had yeah. in mind. I knew it was going to be a slugfest. That's what you I felt said. like. And that's, how, that's what it was given in the beginning. And I was expecting it. I was expecting it. I was, and I was all for it. And you know what's crazy? Um, I think because UConn dominated San Diego so bad, I actually read yeah. something. It said UConn, San Diego, the final four. Like, their final fours, though, they actually gave the most historically low ratings. And I, and obviously, I think a lot of it was because San Diego State, right? Who's really cheering for San Diego State? Unless you're on the West Coast, right? Or you go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, UConn was probably the only premier big-time school. Miami, big time, yeah. Yeah, like Miami, good schools. Not really too familiar with their history, to be honest with you. Um, that might be due to me just not paying attention to Miami. A lot since Jaquan Newton. I think they had a couple of good teams over the years, but the last time I really remember them was when Jaquan Newton was there. Uh, but mm-hmm. nah, UConn was doing the premiere, so it makes sense. And I feel like you know the tournaments was well. I thought the San Diego game in with Florida Atlanta was was pretty damn good. I mean, you know, yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Especially I the actually ended. like. Well, it ended in a buzzer beer like that game. Right. First That's the story. I was busted busted my bet. First of all, my ticket was was torn off of that. I I had San Diego State oh losing. And um, they just, they, you know, they can't do an attitude, man. They, they got that. They, they, their defense has never been too shabby. They've always had like stifling and stubborn and stingy defense throughout the tournament. Um, and they were able to like they gave up like a little bit in the first half, but they played good. They was able to fight back at the end. But that just go off the Cinderella uh, tournament run that they've been on. And um, but I mean, look, man. I mean, listen. Let's not the Aztecs. The San Diego State did what they did. It, they lost how they lost, but at the end of the day, let's not look at this. They've made the sweet. They cracked. They've been not this far, but they've been deep in the NCAA tournament before. Even back in 2011, when Kawhi Leonard was on the team, they've cracked the Sweet 16, I think, twice and yeah. whatever. But the thing is, we're, we're looking like you said before. The thing about UConn that makes them so premier, much more a premier, much more premier brand. They've been, they've been winning since 90. They've been winning since like 99. Um. Like, that's, that's like, the, well, they haven't made a run since 2014, and that's probably, but that's the NCAA tournament for you. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really that much of a toss-up. But for them to be this semi-consistent um, in a tournament like the NCAA that can go either type of way, it, it's, it really speaks to the nature of their brand, their school. So, like you said, like, they were the last, one of the last big-name brand schools left, and for a reason, man, but I, I think it's one of the most slept on. But what a game. What a game what a they game. got! They, the San Diego State surprised me, but it had, I'm I'm sorry it had to end at the championship game. You make a run like that, man! Know, and then it was you a mid, cap it off. And, and then it was a mid major school too compared to UConn. So a mid major yeah. school going to win that would have been really a story. Like how the odds of that happening again is pretty damn low. Because March yeah. Madness is so unpredictable. Is to me personally. Outside of college football, one of the most entertaining sports of like literally because it's unpredictable. Anyone can be beaten. It don't even matter if your team has the best talent. You can still get beaten. Like it's just it is the adrenaline when you're watching the game, especially when you fill out brackets or you punching out tickets. It is 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 like it's crazy. So and like you said, and like you said, see, it's a roller coaster. And and the thing is, I think the thing that makes it a roller coaster is the fact that any team can get hot and cold. At any time, and right. that can determine a win. You only need one. You only exactly. need one win. And so, and like, like to that point, to that point, the Aztecs, the game before this um, against um, Florida Atlantic, I think they shot over forty over forty percent from the field. 
I believe they shot over 40% from the field in general. See, they, they couldn't buy a bucket, bro. They shot like 30, barely 33%. Um, as, no, I think like as a whole, they shot 29%, bro. Like in the first half. Like how are you going to come back from that? They were down 12 already. You got to make shots, man. You got to make shots. And, that, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, listen, Jordan Hawkins had 16. He, uh, he spurt. He, he, they, they went on like a 9-0 spurt. I think he hit like, uh, he hit a couple threes at the top. And one of them were like, the, one of the threes he hit was at the top of the key with like, um, uh, three, uh, I think he like, uh, I think it was like in the second half. It helped, um, it helped, uh, try to, it helped, it helped basically seal the win right. for the Huskies, but the Aztecs just couldn't shoot it, bro. Like they, they just shot 29% from the field, like overall. Um, that the closest thing when you play defense, I think they cut it to six, bro, in the second half. But at the end of the day, the uh, UConn just shot the ball better. Hot and cold, bro. Hot and cold, man. UConn shot the ball better. They played with, they played like they were the underdogs. When when we was looking at them, is really the. I mean, a lot of people was looking at them as like, hey, we expect y'all because y'all the really the premier. Only premier program left, so we kind of expect y'all on plus. The way y'all been dominating this tournament, is, is, bro. Yeah, yeah, we well, got to give it to you guys. I, you, you know who I like though? I like Kashad Johnson uh, for San Diego State. Uh, of course. Of uh, San Diego State oh, as a whole only shot thirty three to finish the game. They only shot thirty three percent to finish the game, twenty nine percent in the first half. Because Shaw Johnson, he had a personal good shooting percentage and uh, he did what he could. Um, he did what he could. The Duquan just maintained a double digit lead um, throughout the first ten minutes. Um, and, of the second, and, of the second half, and they just never look and, back, bro. And, and UConn's coach, man, we de- like we didn't even we talked about so much about the players. We gotta get credit to the coach, man. I yeah, remember this. Absolutely, this team, this team was struggling in the beginning, man. And and not only were they were struggling, and then it's just his coaching style. You know, he's he. I, listen, my favorite college basketball is Kentucky. You don't know, so I I watched Coach Cal. Right, so he. Well, you gotta he, give you gotta give Hurley his props, bro. You gotta give Dan Hurley his props. No, no, I yeah, but wait, hold on. So I've watched Coach Cal, and he screams a lot. Uh-huh. All right, he really, he's a streamer, man. A, a real yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I love, he's he's never sitting down. Right, right, I love it too. But sometimes it's always one of those you gotta restrain and balance it out. And sometimes I always felt like Cal Perry. Maybe he always he went hard. He really went too hard sometimes. I would feel like in terms, of, you know, in coaching the game. And stuff like that. Don Hurry, when I watch how he interacts with his players, how he's setting up plays, he's always calm. He's, even when a team's starting to come back, you don't see him flustered. He's so calm. It's almost like, listen, we're, we got this. We just got to play our game, and we got this. I, he never really see him yell. I see him get excited, of course, when it was time to be excited. Had his little, you know, so. But he, I just seeing his temperament, man, and just seeing where this team was, it just – Early in this season, and remember last year they had lost too, so they had lost. Yeah. And, and he said at the at the press conference, he said at the press conference that got to pull these quotes up before I say it. But he made a, a very Im- impactful quote, very impressive mm-hmm. quote, kind of like how you know, yeah. So when Purdue lost and the coach for the uh, and the team that they had lost to, right? When he gave up his little speech, it was one of those. So he gave one of those amazing quotes and. Uh, and he's just been phenomenal, and man, he's definitely cemented himself in the UConn history books. They'll love him forever. They'll probably build him a statue if he wins another one. Uh, if he can win another one, because it's so hard to win a chance. And once again, this goes to back to the, the the how hard it is for the March Madison. You got to give the credit to the coaches that have a winning record now, because anybody can lose. I've seen the best of coaches lose in the first round, right? 
Like mm-hmm. firsthand, my team lost to St. Peter's. Who would have yeah. been? Who would have been? Right. And how right. about that run Princeton was on? Right. Crazy. Yeah. So it's like, but everything is evened out now to where the blue bloods aren't the most dominant. It could be, mm-hmm. and even if it was the Blue Bloods were the most dominant, college basketball was always still exciting because it was always unpredictable. But you always had that underlying feeling that one of the Blue Bloods would end up coming out with it because it was UCLA, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. Uh, I'm throwing UConn in there now. Uh, I know I'm missing another school of uh, Blue Blood, but no, seriously, uh, March Madness is hard. So give credit to the coaches that have a winning record Absolutely. right now, especially well, you gotta those that have a championship. It's, it's hard, yeah. man. You got to look at Hurley's pedigree, man, and like even like he's 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 coached against Bobby Duke in 1992, the Sweet 16 game that was in our hometown, baby Philly. That yes, he's, he's had, he's 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 earned his stripes. Um, I, he's he's been he's been tested before, I believe. Uh, like so, I think, yeah. uh, uh, like he wound up. I, I, so basically, he just fixed UConn, bro. Just like he, who, what school was he at before? I believe it was uh, Rhode Island, six seasons, and the before that, he was the assistant coach at Wagner. For two seasons there, um, so it's like, uh, like yeah, man, like Hurley, he, he I'm, he's there for six years um, in UConn. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets those kids over there, over that hump again. Absolutely, and um, I, I'm not never just that, off his that, pedigree and yeah. off his pedigree, and yeah, I like him. I like, I'm I never, like I'm, I'm, I'm never underestimating UConn. I'm that's you, that's a team I'm gonna. Specifically, I've always paid attention to like big to the Big East, just because you know it's mm-hmm. really, that's where we're really from. You know, Philadelphia. You guys don't know the majority of the restricted zone class is from Philadelphia. So I really yeah. pay attention. So I really, <laughs> so I really pay attention to uh, the Big East. So I always looked at UConn, followed them here and there. But now I'm genuinely interested. Might be because of the recent bias, but I was really impressed by how uh, UConn's coach Don Hurley was. Just, I just love the way he's interacting was just so common and he just oozes confidence he just oozes it like he he walks in and the fee's not even in his mind right and that's that type of <laughs> that type of, that type of mindset is that that's how you strive and go far in life anyway and he he listen he's showing it he's winning and that's the best thing you know you can prove the best stamp of approval whatever you want acknowledgement uh he won so whatever the haters got to say about him bring up his past failures whatever he's a winner now so you cut the net down. Okay, you the one that cut the nets down. Kentucky lost. Purdue lost to sixteen seventeen. Let's go! How about that? UConn deserved it. No one expected them to win. Um, I'm happy for them, and it's crazy because the last time they won, they had actually beat us, and we wasn't even expecting uh-huh, to win the championship. Yeah. So it's kind of bittersweet seeing UConn. So their last championship is beating us, which is historic. But we weren't even expected to get there. And then they beat and just dominated uh, San Diego State, which was a mid-major program that played exceptionally well, hit clutch shots, got some tough nose players, but UConn just proved they were just better overall. And Shout out Brian Dutcher, San Diego shout, State. Yeah, State of course. Shout out to him. Hopefully he can make another run like this. I hope so. I love seeing the underdogs get a shine. I definitely love seeing stuff like Purdue. I, you know, I, I really was – I was shocked and mad, but then I said, wow, we don't have the worst loss. They do. They absolutely got the worst loss. <laughs> yeah. So, Purdue. Shout out to Purdue. Still all the Purdue fans. No, sorry. You know, but, yeah, you guys know you guys have to win a championship to, you know, to redeem <laughs> that. There's no other way, honestly. You got to win a championship. So, with that <laughs> being said, we're going to move on to the women's 
college basketball man okay now and now I, i'm gonna be honest with you i i think i enjoyed it more than the men's and people are gonna say what yeah that thing thoroughly women's college basketball is starting to turn into like a powerhouse now uh come on man talk about it, it not, not too many not not too many people gonna question that about 7.2 million people viewed two channel then tuned in at 12.12 was it 12 yeah, it, it was actually close. Remember, the the college, the men's Final Four in tournament was really, really low. Uh-huh. College women just shot up. Like, it was close. Remember, it got to 12.9 million viewers. And remember, I think the men's was 14.7. So yeah. it's like, it wasn't that really far behind, to be honest with you. And I guarantee you next year, it'll probably match up with the men's. I hope so, because I think it's pretty damn entertaining. And from that Final Four in the championship game, yeah, I think women's college basketball is something I think I recommend for any viewers and listeners. Definitely got to take a look at it. If you haven't, I recommend looking at the championship game, you know, and just kind of get a feel for what the modern women's college basketball and basketball players are because it's not like how it was before. These girls are talented, athletic. They're, they got a variety of offensive moves. Some of them are pulling offensive moves that I don't even see some men doing. Uh, it they just listen. I'm excited for the women's game, man. They got some swag to them. They so let's swag to them. We diving into this recap, baby. We gotta dive right into it. So first, let's start with the meat and potatoes first. You know, I like to just dig in for what I like first. Listen, South Carolina and um, Iowa, Iowa State to be exact. Man, uh, this this was the matchup that kind of started all of the you know the the great storyline of college basketball to a certain extent until so, you know, uh man uh, South Carolina and Iowa State a lot of people including myself thought this was gonna be a really tough game. I it was really a toss up to a lot of people. Some people you got the you gotta remember they got the previous champions South Carolina they're yep. undefeated right. And then you got this generational talent in Caitlin Clark, who some call her the young Steph Curry. Some call her, like, she she got so many NBA comparisons because she can let that thing fly. She from can the drop, parking lot. She can, from, <laughs> from the parking lot. In the and gym, she gets out the – she parks the car. She gets out the car. She's in range. Nah, that's crazy. And you're not wrong. But listen – <laughs> Listen, she drops. She can give you a double double. She can really average a double double. She can really average. I feel like if she want to average a triple double, she could. I just feel like maybe she probably won't focus on the boards because you know she's really got to get physical. But you don't want her to get hurt, so you don't want her to really focus on that. But she's that type of talent where I believe she could do it. And she was. Well, she's been phenomenal this entire. Just not just the tournament, just the season. But the tournament, she really cemented herself as must watch. Iowa State games are going to be filled and packed. Tickets are going to be high because they got a genuine superstar talent, and she's got the national media attention, and that's well-deserved for her because she's that type of generational talent. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm not going to lie. She came out of nowhere. Um, that game, I, I, it showed I, – I mean, I noticed her a little bit in the highlights um, in, the games, in the games leading up to the um, battle against South Carolina. And honestly, um, even back then, even when I watched that game then, I didn't have them winning. Um, I had South Carolina taking it. I mean, shoot, man, they, they were on a quest for a perfect season and back-to-back national championships. Like, that would have been history for them. Right. They lost by four to those guys, 
And I just was like, you know, it snapped up. What was it? It was like a 40, 42 game winning streak at that time. And I'm like, wow. Like, are you kidding me? Caitlin Clark, dude. And I'm just like, like, even, even, um, real quick, I just want to, a quick shout out to Zaya Cook. South Carolina's best player led the team with 24 points. Still wasn't enough. Threes has covered a multitude of sins. Caitlin Clark, bro, like, like she was wait, the, she was the Cinderella of the tournament. <laughs> wait, wait, you said Zaya Cook. Wait, wait. So in your opinion, I just want to uh, South Carolina's Zaya Cook. So you Cook. said that's South Carolina's best player in your opinion? Man, that day, shoot, she that played day. all forty minutes. Hey. Didn't sit down. That's why Love I wanted the them to win. That's why I wanted to. She played so. She played like she was like Jordan like, type minutes, man. <laughs> she was like I. I would have loved, but she she worked. But you know, um, you know what I'm saying. Go ahead, Johnny. Keep going. But yeah, but with that being said, I just want to just explain that's the type of hill that Caitlin Clark took that team over. Like you said, like she was the Cinderella. Like she was Steph. Like she was the she was the college, the women's Steph Curry at that time. Right. Uh, she she finished. Uh, she finished with a game high forty one points. Um, like forty-one points, dude. I think the, the I think the second highest on the team was ten points by uh, Monica Cesano, uh contributed with ten points of her own. I think that was like the second or third highest, but forty-one points. Caitlin Clark dropped on them, and I'm just yeah. like, like, yeah, it, it was just crazy. You just can't stop the shooting when you're on. You were on, and I was just like, yo. It even got down to it. Even got down to the um final to the final minutes of the or final seconds 21 seconds left in the game the Gamecocks uh South Carolina was down by two Caitlin Clark missed a three from the left wing but you know they couldn't get in the they couldn't get in they couldn't a hole in the offensive rebound and it would have to force the foul and lost the game at the foul line but like I'm just not gonna lie bro like she was 15 to 31 Caitlin Clark was 15 to 31 she not only did she have 41 points she was 15 to 31 that's almost 50 percent from the three-point line um including those clutch four late free throws to put the game out of reach. Uh, and besides her scoring, like you said, um, see, she can, she, she's a heck of a, she's an underrated passer, finding her teammates cutting to the rim. Like, they, they just, she stretches the defense out because she can pull from the hash mark. All you got to do is set a high screen for her, just roll to the basket, send the backdoor cutter. She's going to find somebody. If she's right. not, she's going to be open, and she's going to knock it down. She was like, uh, she had she had eight assists along with those 41 points. Right. So uh, at the end of the day, it's just like that type of that type of uh, talent and that type of ability to create that she's able to do. It led to 38 points in the paint for Iowa as a team overall. So even though they were technically on paper smaller than South Carolina, South Carolina was bigger than Iowa. Uh, they should have they, they should have outscored them in the paint. But Caitlin Clark's ability to shoot and her ability to create. Just like that's just the type of player that she was, man, and she came out of nowhere like heck of a game, like what an underdog, and so that just set it up for the LSU matchup, man. And definitely want, and I definitely want to talk about South Carolina because, man, you got to think uh, South Carolina is going to lose a lot of like their whole team is going to be drastically different next year, right? Because you, you got to think uh, the the twenty two, they're they're the twenty two national champions. And they're gonna probably lose about seven to six seniors, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I think their mate Zia Cook, Aaliyah Boston, Bria Bill, uh, I believe Olivia Thompson and Leticia 
now. I'm, I really can't pronounce the last Leticia, name. Leticia, Leticia Amir. Leticia Amir. Right, Leticia and Olivia, Amir. Olivia Thompson. Got so the basically, yeah, they got the so, option of turning. They got the option to come back. Well, I mean, but they they really don't need to. I, I feel like they, yeah, they point, probably okay. They'll probably go ahead to the next. They level. don't listen. They their their overall record 129 and only nine losses. Six combined SEC titles, three consecutive Final Four, and one national championship. Really, they could they should have had two in my opinion, and they should have had beat Stanford. But hey, uh, that this is probably one of the most dominant recruiting classes in college. Well, in women's college basketball, having a class like that and and let, they were so successful. And shout out to Don Staley for being able to recruit. She's definitely yep. shown she's been able to recruit. And, you know, uh, she's going to continue to recruit the best of the best because they know she has the personality, the charisma, uh, you know, the intelligence, the whatever you want to describe her as a coach as being phenomenal. She fits the adjective. So she's that And a heck of, of a coach. player, too. Philadelphia, Absolutely. baby. Hometown chick. Hall of Famer and everything, man. She came from Philadelphia. So I'm always, I'm always astounded to see a Philadelphia. Uh, someone from Philadelphia just yeah, excel in anything in life. So, uh, Don Staley. And then I want to talk about the point guard, Raven Johnson, for the team. Yeah, absolutely. To me personally, she is a number two. She was the former number, number two overall recruit, right? And listen, uh, she's a red shirt freshman backup point guard, right? And mm-hmm. despite what anyone says about the loss and despite the, the viral moment of, you know, Kaylin Clark waving her off, right? She had she turned in her best performance. I just want to say, Washington, she put in 13 points with 5'11 shooting. She did have a career high three three pointers, guys. Four rebounds, two assists, and she only had one turnover in 30 minutes of play. That's phenomenal. As a backup point guard, you're playing like that in the biggest game in your career. Uh, I think a lot of people are overlooking that because of the viral moment. Um, I definitely want to put that out there before you know everyone before we talk about that. So people have the understanding of who she is. Uh, she is a very, very talented young woman. Uh, and I think uh, Don Staley being her coach, telling her the ways of she's going to unlock and maximize her potential as a point guard. So don't be surprised when she's probably averaging a double-double in points and assists. Maybe not the points because she's not really looking to score all the time, but best believe her assists will be up in the eight nines. I, I'm really expecting to be the eight nines, possibly double digits. That's how talented of a point guard she is. So South Carolina's in good hands. Uh, but let's yeah, under, about- underrated with the clutch factor too, man. She she knocked a knocked down a three to cut the lead down to sixty eight, sixty nine. It right. was down one before Caitlin Clark answered back with a layup. But Raven Johnson's ability to compete at a young age, I like the future. I like the tenacity. Right. So you know, and so so those are for the casual fans. But anyone that just don't know, and they only saw the viral clip of. So that is who Raven Johnson is. So that's who. You know, Kaylin Clark waved off when she was at the three point, and you know, uh, and so and also, I want to get your thoughts on that, John. Just just describe that to me. Some people felt, hey, you know, some people felt it was disrespectful. Uh, some people felt like, uh, hey, uh, if she know that she's a non third from the three, why commit energy? You know, it's it's a lot of different opinions. Some people say it's disrespect. Some people say strategizing, coaching, it's all about winning. Who gives? It? Just give me your thoughts on that one. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hit, I'm a hit. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna answer it like this. Awesome. If they, if they were men, would we care? Would we question this? If they were men, this would, the media would be eating this up as entertainment. Why can't they compete? Why can't mm-hmm. these women show? Like, why can't they show emotion? Why are they 
Like why why do they always have to be the ones to curtsy and and lose like a and lose like a lady and win like a lady? Like sometimes these these right. women are athletes and and raw competitors just like Somebody. any other any other athlete. And sometimes that raw emotion comes out. Sometimes you taunt. Sometimes you talk a little bit of trash. Sometimes it, it comes with the game. If you're a natural competitor, if you ever competed in anything sport like in your life and you have love for what you're competing for, um, I think things like that happen. Um, I feel like the media, you would now, I will say this, we have not, we don't see this type of thing often with women's sports. We do not. I think, I don't want to say that there's like an unspoken, uh, an unspoken stigma there to where so we're not expecting it. And then if we do see it, it looks, we, we, we kind of, maybe the media halfway frowns upon it in some nature because they've, they, they're not used to seeing things like that coming from women's sports nature i don't have a problem with it i, I like it I, I i personally um at the end of the day i understand you do that control is it because there you do I, there's a line with sportsmanship there's a line with like holding the league to a certain type of standard i get if you want to get that political fine i get it you should have a line to an extent based off that <laughs> notion but overall like let them let, let let it ride man let these let these women play let them compete let them taunt let them let them talk. Let them like, man, dude. Did, did I remember the one time way back when? Way back when? Way, 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 way back, way back when? Ben Simmons played for the Seventy Sixers, and we played the Lakers at one point. Le- LeBron was like guarding him at the free throw line on purpose, hmm. like it was kind of taunting him in a way, almost. We were halfway. People were laughing at that. I just feel like Caitlin Clark doing the same thing here, and now all of a sudden the media wants to look at it as, oh, it's disrespectful. Like, come on, man! It's the it, let, let these women play the game how they're meant to play. If emotions get shown, it's okay. These women are competitors. I have no problem with it. I mean, and this is uh, and this might not be a fair comparison because it's NBA, man. Oh, it's NBA. But I would just say uh, when teams do it to Ben Simmons, uh, is that do you guys question that and say, oh, oh that's because we all know Ben Simmons can't shoot. So it's like me personally, I don't personally disagree with a team doing that because he's really you he clogged the lane. He's really so. Uh, do you guys complain about that? Is that unfair? So that's why you know, just because you know, some people might say that's the NBA, you can't do that. Uh, yeah, different. But even to the point, but even right. to that point, it's part of a general game plan. It's it's part of a general game plan. Any coach does that. If you notice, you look at any sport of basketball. It's literally on a scouting report of who can shoot and who cannot. That Kobe got R.I.P. to Kobe. He lived his life in the film room, basing his defense off of who can shoot and who cannot. You should know how to guard your opponent. And if I know you can't shoot, coaches are telling players, leave him open. He can't shoot. So I I I personally have no problem with it. Um, I think it's part of basketball. You want to make people respect it, then you get better in that aspect. Absolutely, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, me personally, if I'm Raven Johnson. Uh, I only look at that. To, I, I'm in the gym that same day, that same night. I'm I'm putting up shots. Nah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it from a standpoint, she might have been embarrassed, might have felt embarrassed, disrespected, right? Just like, but like we said, Johnny's part of the game. If you're not a super threat from the three, or you're in uh, a team could really live with you taking that shot, uh, then that means you're not that great of a three point shooter. So. If I'm her, I, I I hope I'm expecting she's able to catch and shoot. Like she's not hesitating. Uh, 
because uh, listen, that's the only way to kind of redeem that and to make them make anyone pay that under that you know that undercuts you in the pick and roll, et cetera, et cetera. Like yeah, you gotta make them pay. So I I'm, I know she's she's a hard worker. Uh, you know her work ethic's never been questioned. It's always been praised. So I'm pretty sure she's probably she's probably in the gym the next day, putting up shots and just getting that work in. So uh, so definitely listen, South Carolina to me uh, is still an exciting team. Look forward to seeing them. Uh, next year, Iowa too. But we still got to talk about Iowa, of course. But LSU, they beat, they beat it. Virginia Tech. It was a, it was a competitive game. Uh, Angel Reese took over in the second half. She only had two rebounds, I think, in the first half. In the second half, she grabbed like ten or eleven. Yeah, got another. I think that was a thirty-third double double. How many total double doubles did she have? Thirty-four, thirty-five. Um, Down about thirty-four. I think she had about thirty-four. Right. So she had thirty-three versus Virginia Tech. So now thirty-four and so. I really want to talk a little bit about Virginia Tech. Highly competitive game. Shout out to Virginia Tech for even making it that far, too. You just don't hear about Virginia Tech uh, in a women's college basketball game in terms of making it that far to the tournament. So hopefully, you know, yeah. they can have another run like that. But it was pretty impressive. But, uh, man, listen, I'm so stoked to talk about Iowa and LSU. Uh, forgive me, Virginia Tech. And for those that wanted me to talk about it, it was really a, a nice game. But we got to get to the meat and potatoes. Well, we all been waiting for it. LSU versus Iowa, which I thought was better than the men's college basketball game. I thought was probably the highlight of the college basketball. Yes, that game was the highlight of college basketball, in my opinion. Uh, and I think the women's college basketball game will be just as entertaining as the men's from here on out, just because of two particular individuals. Uh, Angel Reese, Bayou Barbie. I know I'm saying it wrong. I had my coworker correcting me because I said it wrong. I think I'm saying it wrong again. He's going to probably hear this and kill me for this. But hey, I'm going to just stick with it for now. Please don't kill me. Bayou Barbie, am I right, Jack? Am I right? You got to get it right. Angel Reese, however you Angel got, you got to get it right. Yeah, I'm going to just call it Angel Reese. I don't want to. There you go. Oh, and real quick, we got to get it right. That was her 33rd triple double. 33rd <laughs> triple double. So 32 against Virginia Tech, 33. Okay, listen, she was a double double monster. Uh, listen, let's talk about the game. Man, I was entertained from the second. Yo, you felt the atmosphere. You felt the fans. It was so crowded. It was, I was genuinely surprised how packed it was. But then considering all the storyline and lineup building up to it, you know, LSU felt disrespected for South Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. And man, this game was electrifying, man. And, 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 but I do want to say this before I swing to you, Johnny. If I had to describe this game, if you guys wanted, because uh, I'm gonna give my long explanation, but for to to summarize it for the people that may not have time, if I had to, if I had to describe this championship game, it was a classic example of, uh, you had the general generational talent in Clark, and she was literally, I look at her situation as when AI was going against the Lakers in 2001. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. Well, I like That's that. how I look at it. That's how I, look <laughs> I like at it. that. You you had a generational talent, but the, the, she she was going off. She nearly brought them back in the second half, but uh, she just man, uh, she just she just couldn't. It, me personally, LSU was stacked from one to five. Like it, you had Alexis Morris. We're gonna talk about her later, right? You had I call it Big Four. Right, that's what she goes by. Johnson, Big Four Johnson. She's a tenacious defender, and she she not she the confidence to shoot it never been an issue with. She never listen. Confidence is on Kobe level, right? Listen, they were stacked. Katie, Katie Poole, 
Then you had, man, listen, Williams, Reese, they were stacked, man. And it was, I was surprised that Kaylin Clark almost brought them back within seven, I think, at one point. I think maybe in the third quarter, she had brought them back within seven or six. Yeah, man, it was. Uh, yeah, and I was like, "Wow, is she really gonna come back down from seventeen, nineteen points? Is she really? Is she?" But then Alexis Morris, man, man, I, I tell you, man. And then, but we gotta give it to Jas- Jasmine first for the first half. Without her, I don't even think they have Alexis Morris. She's able to, you know, come up with that performance to, you know, make sure that twenty-two they, points. Like no, Jasmine. Well, twenty-one of them in the first half. Twenty-one points in the first half. From, wait, well, I'm going to say a little bit more if I swing to you, Johnny, but uh, like I said, back to my original point, this was mm-hmm. a classic of you had a generational player that went against an all-around uh, superior uh, talent. And, it, it, you know, that's what it was. That's what it came down to, in my opinion. And I really feel like if you took if you took Alexis Morris and you maybe you took away Jasmine Clark and you keep Reese and you keep Williams, I think this game is, is a lot different. Now, who's to say who wins? I don't know because the LSU is still talented. But I'm saying let's dilute the talent. Let's hypothetically let's dilute the talent of LSU. Is this are we looking at this game as like an overtime type of game instead of like a dominant? Nah, I, w- I would say nah. if you take away the talent. From LSU, okay. then I will. I will win this game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was gonna see that something. No, but LSU. This, this only proves my point. LSU has so much talent. That I'm. I'm trying to. Del- I took two of the uh, uh, high scores. So I'm yeah. saying. So is is that more competitive of a game? Not to say that it wasn't competitive originally, but man, well, I, I was hoping that game went to overtime. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That's how yeah. I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to but, end. It was that good. Sure, you take away those players, like you said, see, I think LSU still dominates because one thing I want to add is the coach, Tim Mulkey. I actually want to oh, give man. her a shout out. Um, one of the winning, the, the win, yeah, the, yes, she got three, I think, with Baylor. Uh, 05, 2012, and 2019. So, yep. her alone, and she was an assistant coach, I think, elsewhere and one with them as well. I forgot what team is escaping me right now. But so to answer your question, see, I think Kim, I think Kim Mulkey still picks them up, even if they don't have those players that you had mentioned that you wanted to take out. Because she's dead. She just got those girls together in two years. And look what she did with that organization. But basically, with everything she touches, turns to gold, including the blazer she wore. <laughs> in that championship game. <laughs> I think we're shouting, hey. man. Like, my goodness. But listen, at the end of the day, right, let's just break, let's just break this down real fast, oh, man. God. At the end of the day, LSU was just bigger. Like, like, just like South Carolina was bigger, too. But the difference is Keelan Clark was able to exploit the, I'm not South Carolina. I'm sorry. Um, the, uh, who, who the Iowa beat to get to, um, LSU? Um, uh, that, uh, the team we were just talking about, um, they were bigger than them uh, on paper, but but Caitlin Clark was able to exploit that defense and get her and you know have her help her team get into the paint. Now with LSU, they clogged the paint a little bit more. Um, they were already bigger with Iowa, and they just were a little bit more aggressive. They had 14 offensive rebounds, and they had which led to 14 second chance points. So every time they got the ball back, they made it count. Just putbacks, just rebounds, putbacks, rebounds, putbacks. Jasmine Carson. Rebounds, putbacks, rebounds, putbacks, and I'm just—they just basically just beat them in the paint. And at the end of the day, I mean, and, and at the end of the game, they, Iowa got in foul trouble, and then that, that basically just sealed it for LSU. They just basically beat them inside out. I didn't think that 
inside game would beat the outside game for once. I've never seen it. Like, threes always cover the multitude of sense. But at the end of the day, they, Caitlin Clark got cold, and she didn't get enough help, and just Angel Reese, and just um, all those other players that you had mentioned, all of the other multiple talent players that LSU had came together, and they were able to just, like, get over, just, ba- ba- just basically just clog up and stifle and just suffocate Iowa in the paint. And uh, at the end of the day, it was, I mean, shoot, um, with even back to Jasmine Carson, let's not forget, like, this is like her third stop. She was at Georgia Tech and West Virginia before that. She finally found a place where her talent and she finally found a coach that can basically, you know, expose her potential or put her in in places on the court to make her game better, where she can excel more and where she can take her talents to the next level. And at the end of the day, 54% from the field, leading for more than 34 minutes. They also hit 10 threes in their own right. So I know we talk about Caitlin and Clayton Clark, like that's either season high was 11. LSU has a ratchet a little bit too, because there was a step where they were going back to back and forth on threes. I forgot what that step was in that game. But it was like, yeah, when it was like, it was like three straight possessions or four straight possessions, three, three. They traded threes for like three, four, three possessions. That was pretty entertaining. And that's one word I wanted to sum up. If you had, a, if I had a word to sum up for this thing, I would say surprising. Surprising. Surprisingly entertaining. Why did I enjoy this game so much? Like, wow, these girls balled out. They hoop. So, heck, very competitive. Thoroughly entertained. Like I said, this is the classic one man versus the, the army. Uh, literally, I feel like Kaelin Clark through that times almost willed this team, but you know, uh, LSU was just superior. And you know, shout out to LSU and man, uh, those girls' lives are changing for the better day in and day out. Like Angel Reese just said, she's got so many A-list celebrities from like Wayne to DJ Cali and Drake and Bron. They're showing their support, standing. <laughs> well, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans know how to party. And- NBA young boy, they all showing love, and uh, man, I think she's getting. She's like probably the highest paid women's college athlete right now. Literally, uh-huh. she has seventeen endorsements and has weight. That's just what they're they're just telling us. I'm probably I'm telling you, she probably has like thirty or more. Like yeah, shout out and sh- yeah, shout out for the ability of young athletes to be able to get endorsements and, and for that for that. For that next step to the table. She just she just dropped a jersey, officially licensed jersey. So go go support her, go buy her jersey. You're gonna look cool. Everyone's gonna look at you like, yeah, yeah, you got some swag. No, let me stop. Let me stop. No, but it's that is and it's it's definitely unisex too. So male, female, is just go check it out on Instagram. It's it's dope. I'm definitely so like you said, Johnny, for these. For these athletes to, because remember, these guys would make so much. Look at all that money that they made, the women's side made from that year. Imagine if they can, the women's couldn't even earn a percent of that. That'd be yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. These guys probably put the best NCAA double game in women's in the past year, like years. I haven't watched the last championship, so that tells you something. Not to be disrespectful, but uh, this was by far. If if these are what the games are looking like in the near future. Oh, oh man! Oh, I like it. Sam Washington. I'll, I'll be Absolutely. more than glad. To, I'll be more than glad to be in a rush to get home from work to watch this. Wait, my, my cousin's going. Wait, you watching? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, they're gonna get with it and get lost. 
Eventually, <laughs> everyone's gonna, that's going to be the wave now. Eventually, women in the NBA will get the same respect as the w, um, as the NBA. I really believe that. Uh, and if these girls, and I feel like they need to change the the four year college stay. I feel like that limits. Uh, I think Gilbert Arenas said something on his podcast about why the WNBA it doesn't have the same excitement to pop because a lot of these girls play in the college system for four years. So you're taking away all the creativity, all the you know, as compared to doing whether a one and done or a two and done where, you know, they get, okay, they understand the, the system and probably the fundamentals of some of them are really raw, but they still get to keep their creativity and that spice and pop. Like, you know, the little crossovers, like Alexis, like Alexis Morris, her mid-range game was phenomenal. It was, to get the, me, the, the mid-range is a lost art, but now I'm starting to see some guys are bringing it back. Fox, yep, Shay, I got it. Deep book. Now we starting to see it now. Kobe was saying, yeah. listen, the mid-range game is deadly. And she well, gets, well, we got the best in women's college basketball. She gives me she gives me Simone Augustus vibes. That's the name Ooh. drop from here. Former Simone uh, used to play for the Minnesota Lynx. Former yeah. champion, LSU. Simone Augustus. Yeah. Oh, LSG. There you go. She gives me, if you watch her play, and I, yes, I will admit, I haven't watched, I do check in on the WNBA. We are, listen, we are sports fanatics. We're, we're sports we're, fanatics. We're sports, we're sports junkies at heart, y'all. Listen, yes. we tune in. And listen, I've watched Simone, I've watched Simone Augustus play. And you talk about the mid, the art of the mid-range game. She, that, that's what spurred her to the, to the success that she has. And Angel Reese looks like a younger version of her when I saw her playing. She gives me Simone Augustus vibes. Mm, Alexis, no. Alexis Morris to me, how she was calmly. No, Alexis Morris, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, I was about to say. Alexis Every, Morris gives me Simone Augustus vibes. Literally. I think in the fourth quarter, it turned into a, a Caitlin Clark versus Alexis Morris until Caitlin Clark just couldn't hit the shots. And Alexis Morris, every time she came down, yeah. it was like she was hitting everything. It was like. It was bro, I mean, too. Caitlin, Caitlin. Caitlin definitely tried, bro. Nine, nine, I think she had nine straight points by herself to try to bring no, him back. Caitlin was 25. Caitlin. Yeah, she's coming in. She came into that tournament. She came into that game with back-to-back 40-point performances. If you talk, nah. you talk about, you talk about AI no, you talk about AI no one. <laughs> you nah, talk about AI was, no one. Baby, like, that, that was, it, help. It, it was and like, she's got, man. and we got to, and we can see her for one more year. I think she's a junior. One she's more year. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Yeah, That's cool. why, listen, NCW, and it's not even just those two. I have been watching women's college basketball over the past three years, and they got it's not just those two. You got Deja Kelly from North Carolina. Uh, you got Tennessee women's basketball. I think Rakia Jackson is still there. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think in Notre Dame, Olivia Miles. Oh my God, D- Bucky, she's a potential double Johnson. Oh, listen to me, Duke Duke women's basketball. Um, I think they just lost a freshman. I think uh, when she's a sophomore, I think. Uh, I, her last name is Wilson, and she was transferring. I thought they was that was really their best place. Oh. I don't know where this dude go with that, but uh, listen to me, man. It's a lot of talent. The talent is spreading all around women's college basketball. Uh, it's Absolutely. definitely diverse. You're going to be entertained and watching whoever is playing D1, especially what is the top tier and the top-ranked teams. Hey, guys, I'm telling you, we're sports junkies, as my man Johnny, the advocate, said. Uh, listen, definitely give women college basketball, just women's basketball a shot, man. Just, just give it a chance and we'll try to let it grow on you because if these girls need support because they really play hard and they really, uh, I'm thoroughly entertained. And like I said, yeah, I love- to the F, man, just geeking out over here. Sports yeah, geek. right. Look, out, imagine that. Right, right. You have a chance to see two young men talk about, uh, women's not so definitely. Come man, on. Shout out to good. the female. 
Shout out to the that's how that's how impressive the game was to me. I'm I'm still talking. I still try to talk about it with other people throughout the day. Like that, it was. I love the game. Like if it if those if that's how it comes next season, best believe I'm I'm gonna be talking about women's college basketball a lot more uh, in future episodes. But now that we're done talking about the game, we got to talk about some of the controversy of after the game. So Angel Reese, uh, she was really under fire, man. She got a lot of hateful comments. She was trending for a couple of days straight. Basically, she taunted Caitlin Clark. Um, she did the You Can't See Me, John Cena, one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. Uh, did this little taunt. But Caitlin Clark did it to Haley Van Leaf, another uh, great college basketball, uh, college basketball for Louisville on the women's side. Uh, and she did that. You know, you can't see me to Haley's face. And that was when she got, she was praised as a competitor, uh, et cetera, et cetera, the, the, the mentality. And then, you know, Angel Reese does it and she got major extreme backlash. Like hateful. Don't comments. forget the ring me. Don't forget the Don't ring forget, me too, see? Don't forget I, I the love, ring me. I love, I love that one more than that. To be because honest. that that was Aaron Donald. Come on, bro, that's Aaron Donald. Why would he did it? Nobody had a problem when she do what is the issue. See what I'm saying? So man, man, but she got a lot of support as she should because that was politics, baby. Listen, controversy sells. Go ahead, girl. You go ahead, sister. Listen to me. If I, if you was talking trash to me during the game and I win, I'm going to talk my, especially if I contribute. And she did. She got a double double. So it wasn't like she didn't contribute. She just, see, this is what I'm saying. That team was so talented. She's not even the, the best player sometimes on that team. You, Alexis Morris was the best player because the second half, she literally willed them. The second best player was Jasmine because the first half setting it up for Alexis Morris to take over this, uh, in the second half. And Angel Reese, See, that's what I'm saying. The best player, Angel Reese is honestly the best talented player on that team, but she don't, she doesn't even have to be the best player on the floor every night. And that, you don't understand for a superstar talent how much of a, of a relief that is. So, nah, she got, yeah, that was literally, uh, Kobe, Shaq, and you know, versus AI by himself, literally. It was just, um, that's just if I. That's just my analogy. If anyone disagrees, but no, uh, so I agree, bro. Absolutely, but a lot of controversy to that. And like you said, uh, I thought it was complete nonsense. Uh, it's competitive. This is sports. I love it actually. I think that you would you would love this because you would that. And and look, Angel Reese said it herself. There's no beef. Caitlin Clark said she shouldn't have been uh, targeted like that. So Caitlin's that's not the exact word she said, but she she shouldn't have felt like the criticism that went Angel Reese. Uh, you know, it shouldn't really have gone her way. This is sports. We we talk shit in sports. I talk shit in sports. I don't care, right? If I you talking to us, <laughs> we gonna talk shit. Now I don't care if we talk the whole game, right? And especially if I hit a shot and we win the game, oh, best believe I'm a talk because that's sports. It's competitive. As long as we don't cross the line, we say personal things to each other, you know. But that's sports. That's what makes the game fun, even more fun. Hey, see, they think trash talking is bad. Tell, they they shouldn't t- tell the young tell the younger generation not to watch the last dance by Michael Jordan. Go to practice with Michael Jordan. Go to practice with Kobe and let him see you slacking. And you, you know, <laughs> I'm he'll telling you, you up real quick. He, this generate today's world, man. And I hate to say it, but this is the restricted zone. And this is the restricted zone. You walk into it, you're gonna enter the restricted zone. We're gonna talk about stuff that people don't really want to touch on. And I feel like in this world now. Everything is so soft, man. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not even just the sports, just the 
comedy and, and just, and I don't even want to get into all that. I don't want to divert from the sports, but you know, we, we could touch on that if you guys do want us to, but nah, uh, it, it was just complete nonsense. It was unfair. And I just hate that it was happening to it because that was overshadowing their, their championship to me. And that's not fair because the game should have been, uh, I should like how we talked about the game for the first 40 minutes. We was excited talking about the game. But that got overshadowed. A brilliant March Madness game is honestly getting overshadowed because, you know, t- of, of c- competitors taunting, taunting each other and, and saying that where's the sportsmanship. Some, uh, uh, you had some famous, some famous people, some famous like, uh, I think Barstool owner for, from, from, from Dilly and Wallow's million dollars worth of game. Yeah, million dollars worth of game. Yeah. Yeah. He, he tweeted. Dilly podcast. Her. Yeah, he tweeted her and called her a effing idiot. And I'm like, man, how old are you? Come on, man. How old are you? So you you yeah. got you were that upset to direct that at a what? 20, 21 year old like how I'm telling you, you age is just a number, man. I don't know how old that man right is. I don't know how old he is. But age is just a number when you make comments like that. You show who you really are. So um Yeah, man, at the end of the day, yeah, I think he wanted her to I think we, I think we're supposed to be held in a higher standard because of our skin color. But at the end of the day, I think, and like you said, sports, man, emotion is involved. I don't think that should count right there. I don't think that. Complete. And then what was even more disrespectful is, is you got the first lady of, of the White House saying, let's invite Iowa because of sportsmanship. I, I just feel like at that point. Yeah. Like, are, yeah. Are you really, like so what? You guys wake up and to fi- try to figure out how to disrespect and belittle our accomplishment day in, day out? Because that's, when has it ever been? Like, that's nonsense. And she took it back. And right, she, she said it was the, she tried to, she said some dumb statement to try to cover, but nobody was buying that. She, <laughs> genuinely, she genuinely, she genuinely wanted, like, complete nonsense. All right, just listen. If I'm Andrew Reese, I don't even go to the White House. Right, that's it. I'm, I'm not going. And I'm going. I, I, I love what she said. Can she go with Obama? I lo- let Obama do that, please. Shout out to Obama. I feel like he would do it. And, and if he did, and if I'm, uh, you know, uh, not up to date, forgive me. But I really hope. But if not, I hope he does do it. I don't even want to see them at the. That, that was just disrespectful. Point blank. Period. You, she at the end of the day. Who does that? That's never been done in history. Why now? Well, why would this be an exception? So no, no, that no, no, not trying to hear the excuse for it. Obama, I really hope she he does do. It. I feel like he is, and I would. That's gonna be a historic photo right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely something for the ages. Tell the media to stay out of it, man. Always trying to turn controversy into something. Nah, sir. All right. <laughs> but with that being said, that concludes. Episode 99, part two. Uh, thanks a lot for everyone sticking it out with us. If you sticked it out with us this far, uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning into the episode. We can't thank you guys enough. Johnny, I want to give a big thank you to you. I mean, you were just phenomenal as a fellow co-host. When it's just you and me, I think we just had like really a dynamic, you know, we got seven of us. It's really seven of us. It's, it's only seven of us, but we all, you know, uh, take turns because we're all busy working through school. Uh, jobs and everything like that so you know so not all of us comes on each episode every time but we'll try to be more consistent with uh you know trying to have all of us in these episodes if you guys prefer that the fans but yeah johnny this is always dope when it's, uh when, when we come together man so appreciate it appreciate it man you're phenomenal cold one v one is always a w 
Yes, sir. And with that being said, uh, you can definitely check us out on Instagram, Matt Restrict is on by. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. You can definitely follow us on Instagram and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's also going to be in the link inside the description below. Please subscribe. Be on the lookout for out because, uh, this episode and the next episode will be on YouTube. So please be on the lookout for that. Uh, make sure that you're able to subscribe so you get the post notification. Share it with your friends. Uh, it doesn't hurt. It's free. Uh, and we really appreciate the support. Uh, and we definitely want to keep coming with more contact. A website is currently uh, being developed, so be on the lookout for the website. It'll be launching somewhere between later on this year. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. So, yeah, our 100th episode is right around the corner next week. Uh, we're at a hundred, and man, it's just I want to. I don't want to talk too much. I'm gonna save you for the hundredth episode. I'll see you there, Johnny. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, uh, you better believe it, boy. Triple digits, uh, hundred episode, two years in. Uh, and thanks a lot for everyone that's brought it out with us so far. So I don't want to say too much, but we'll see you for the next episode. So appreciate it. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Happy holidays. And please stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week.